Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about trade partner evaluations with the help of special guest Joe Dival of Case Design Remodel in Bethesda, Maryland. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hey everyone out there, I am Tim Fowler and welcome to this week's edition of the Tim Fowler Show. One of the drum beats that we have on this show is the relationship that builders and remodelers have with their trade contractors. It always seems to be one of our big challenges. As I was thinking about this, it kind of reminded me of what people often say about their partners or their spouses. Can't live with them and can't live without them. And so it's kind of that relationship. So what we're talking about today is how do we make this work? So with any relationship, there's always change. And the trick is to stay on top of that change. Now, I'm going to give a little parenting advice here. So if you'll give me a little uh, freedom, and I want to let everybody know, I don't think the adults we work with are children, but I think the analogy might work here. So just give me a little bit of freedom. So I think that the terrible twos, everybody's that has kids has experienced these, are really just the fact that the parents have finally gotten used to this bundle of joy just the way he or she is, and then they change, right? And so it's not so much that these kids are acting up or acting out, as we call it, but the fact that the parents are trying to play catch-up. They loved this wonderful baby and then all of a sudden they start exploring they start learning they start doing all these things and the parents go like ah what happened so it's at these stages that change occurs now for those of you who have parents in the twos just understand that playing catch up is going to happen for quite a few years so anyway uh, enough parenting advice. Let's get back to the trades. So things are always going to change with our trade contractors. So the trade gets new help. There's a change. Maybe the owner of the trade company shifts out of the field and starts doing more estimating, maybe more office work. Maybe your trade contractors are just so busy that they're having trouble completing jobs like they used to. And then there's a lot of other things. And then what happens to us? We change as well. We have more jobs, we have new staff, we have new clients. And so there's a great need for any relationship to continue to evaluate what's working, what's not working, how do we both adjust? So the question is, how do we keep it healthy? So at our production conference that was in September of 2019, Bruce Case, who's the president of Case Design Remodel there in Bethesda was our keynote speaker. And at one little point in his presentation, he said something about a trade contractor evaluation. And it went by so fast that most everybody didn't catch it. But I was listening. And what was I doing? I was listening for podcast content. So I said, all right, 
We got to have a podcast on that. So let's start talking about it. Let's see, what do we need to do to keep this relationship with our trade contractors fresh? Steve? Yep. Well, let's introduce Joe Dival. He's the Senior Director of Recruitment, Alliances, and Logistics at Case Design Remodeling, Inc., with offices in Bethesda, Maryland, Washington, D.C., and Falls Church, Virginia. Case not only values the high quality of its work and professional services, but it also values the people behind the business, including its talented staff, highly regarded clients, and dedicated alliance partners. Case specializes in all types of remodeling projects from kitchens and baths to additions and also offers a handyman arm called Fred, named after its founder, Fred Case, who started the firm in 1961. Case employs over 160 professionals in the Washington, D.C. area. Joe's roles at Case Design include overseeing all of the recruiting and hiring processes and trade alliances, including subcontractors and vendors, field support, and safety for the company. Joe has over 35 years' experience in the remodeling field and joined Case in 1998, prior to which he was a manager at Marriott and was also the owner of a successful remodeling business for eight years. Joe has overseen multiple NARI certification sessions and has helped over 60 individuals receive certifications. In his spare time, Joe enjoys running marathons and has been featured in Run Washington Magazine. Welcome to the show, Joe. Well, thank you very much. I'm honored to be here. Uh, good to be, be with Tim again. Tim and I go back quite a ways. But I think we go back about 30 years, don't we, Tim? Back to the to the heydays of when we were carpenters together, banging nails on additions back up in Potomac. Yes, that's right. Although I hate to think of how many years it really was. It's it's quite a few years ago that we uh, were first I'll introduced. Be nice now. Yeah, I know. You know, quite, be nice. Both so, of us have gray beards, gray hair, but for what hair I have left, you know. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I, we, we heard the uh, the resume thing there, but just in a nutshell, Joe, tell us what you do there at Case. What do you, What is your main function there? Well, I wear a couple different hats here. Um, one of the roles that uh, I oversee here, when I started here, I started out as the production manager for the handyman division um, back in the heyday when we had a, Case Handyman Services, um, and uh, it quickly morphed into uh, doing recruiting, um, and just out of the need for growing the business quickly and the number of people that we had to bring on, um, I became the director of recruitment for the entire company, um, and that kind of aligns in with bringing in uh, what we call alliances, um, where most people call them subcontractors, um, recruiting new subcontractors. Um, and keeping them on board as well. Um, and we're going to talk today about you know, trade evaluations and how we evaluate our subcontractors. Um, and it's kind of like doing employee evaluation. When you do, uh, you know, an employee evaluation, you don't you don't just uh, you know put an employee out there and never do an evaluation of the employee. Here, when we hire somebody, we do a 90-day review um, on that employee. We also do a yearly review on every single. Uh, employee gets a yearly review. And I think, you know, it's a good practice, even if you just have one or two employees, if you're out there to to do, sit down and do a formal review of that employee. And the same for your uh, trade partners or your alliances or your subcontractors to do a, uh, at least a yearly review of that, uh, that trade partner and how they're doing for you. Um, and are okay. they meeting all your expectations? So let's go, let's drop back just a couple of seconds here. 
why do you guys use this term alliance? I, I mean, I'm a big believer in words mean something. And, uh, and I'm just wondering what, what is, why that word alliance uh, for what most of us call trade contractors or some of us have got maybe halfway to trade partner. <laughs> right. Right. A lot of people do, but a lot of people call them trade, trade, you know, partners. A lot of people just call them subcontractors. Uh, we don't view them as a subcontractor. Um, we view them as a partner, a true uh, alliance of ours uh, to help us uh, achieve the goal of uh, keeping the client satisfied, um, getting the job done on time, on budget, um, with a delighted client, um, and treating them more as an alliance um, and, and having that term throughout the company where um, everybody, including the warehouse workers, call them alliances, um, sets up a different type of culture um, yeah. uh, and, and sets up a different type of relationship w with your um, alliance or subcontractor um, and how you treat them and how they treat you as well. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of our alliances, Tim, um, the, um, you know, up to 60, 70 percent of their work comes from us. Sure. Okay. Sure. So, so we're, we're, we're true partners with them. Yeah. So okay. I, you know, that's one of the it. things, one of the things I've tried to get across to companies over the years is how many of your partners, trade partners are really on board with the customer satisfaction thing and everybody making some money on the job and, and those goals that are so important to us, but oftentimes doesn't seem like that's important to those partners. So that's a great, great distinction that you've got uh, going yeah. on there. You know, and, and even if, even if they're, even if you've got a company with, you know, five employees, um, you know, and you're going to have probably 10 different trades out there, um, yep. calling them alliances and treating them as an alliance. Um, I, I think you'll raise your level of your game and raise the level of uh, mutual respect that you have between the, the two. That sounds terrific. So we're going to be talking about the evaluations in some detail in a minute, but what was it that prompted Case to, to start doing these evaluations at all? What was the motivator? Was it some major disaster and everybody went like, oh my goodness, we got to do something? Or was it just a realization that you needed to have this kind of communication going on to make it work? You know, I've got probably at least 55 different um, alliances. Um, and that means, in, and that doesn't include the vendors, okay? Um, right. 55 different, you know, drywall, electrical, you know, HVAC um, out there. Um, and it can get away from you. Um, and it can get away from you where you don't know what you don't know. Um, right. So... Um, it's not that we had a big problem, you know, a big, huge blow up or anything like that. Um, it was that we wanted to stay ahead of the problem. We went to, um, you know, anticipate, do we see something coming down the road where we're going to lose? Um, a, well, case in point was one of our um, plumbers that we used quite a bit. I'm not going to name him by name. Um, filed for bankruptcy and we got wind of that. And, uh-oh, what's going on with this? Do we need to go ahead and look at other, you know, you know, and how's his work doing? And we, we notice that his work is slipping. And uh, so we, we, we gear away from him and get ready for, you know, boom, he's going to shut his business down. Okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But also, you know, um, you know, little things happen. 
um, on jobs. And I, I don't think the owners of the company sometimes know that what their employees are doing um, on the jobs. Um, for instance, we have a great painting um, alliance partner and does terrific job. Everybody wants them. Everybody does great. Um, but recently, the paint's been peeling off the off the walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> you may laugh about it, but the clients don't laugh. I know, about it. I know, it's not funny, but I, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and and what we found out was he wasn't wiping down the walls after he sanded them, and the dust was on there. He's putting primer right over top of the dust, and he didn't know it, and he was thinking, "Oh my gosh, it's not us." So you know, we we brought him in and told him it was, and showed him a job, and corrected the action so that he knew what was going wrong too. Um, it, the, the, uh, the Alliance does appreciate us uh, doing the evaluation and getting feedback and we share the feedback with them, um, good and bad. And say, so, hey, you know, you are doing a fantastic, great job. Keep, do, keep doing it. Or, Hey, can you come in? Cause so we can have a little talk. Um, we need to, we need to chat about uh, something. Okay, so how does it really work? What What's the mechanism that you guys use for this evaluation? Now, I think Bruce mentioned quarterly evaluations. Is that really, because sometimes owners don't know what's really going on, but is that really what's going on? And then how Bruce, does that Bruce work? Bruce said it's quarterly, it's quarterly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with the boss. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we, we do try to do it um, on a quarterly basis, okay? Sometimes I'll let it slip a month or something like that. Right. Um, but we try to get it out there. Um, the way we used to do it is we used to send out an Excel spreadsheet um, with all of the alliances listed on it and asked everybody to rate them on uh, reliability and cost competitiveness. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was quite a long spreadsheet to go ahead and, uh, you know, get and, and then to, to get the spreadsheet back from everybody. Now, we have the project managers rate the alliances. We have all of the developers rate the alliances. We have all of the designers rate the alliances. Okay. So everybody, it's not just the project managers who are rating the alliances. It's, it's the whole, everybody in the team who touches them. Okay. Okay. The alliance. Okay. So to get this back was just a, you know, it was kind of a long thing to, you know, figure out. So um, I went over to Google forms instead and uh, I sent out a Google form now and ask them um, the, the same questions um, and have them rate them. Um, and some of the things that I'm looking for are which subcontractors, which which alliances did you work with in the past year? Okay. Would you continue to work with them? And um, what problems did you have with with them? Okay. okay. And then I asked them to rate me also. Okay. I, I asked my fellow employees to rate me on how I'm running the alliance program. Okay. Um, and they better give me fives, but you know. I was going to say that's kind of risky, Joe. <laughs> no, I, I so, want honest feedback. I, I really so, do because you can't have a good program without getting sure. honest feedback. So within your system, all of your project managers—I think there's nine project managers. I guess they rate all the subs within your alliance network every three months or every quarter, or do they? only rate the ones they work with. I guess it, I guess the form has them say whether they work with them or not. Good point. They only work, they only rank the ones that they work with. Okay. okay. Um, and there's no sense ranking somebody that you don't work with. Right. Okay? Right. Yeah. So they, they rank the ones that they work with and, um, 
you know, overall, the whole company works with one of the 55. So I'll get a ranking on them. Yeah. So are they, or is this ranking like a one through 10 or is it a, uh, more subjective than that? There's, there's two different rankings. Okay. There, there's, there's a, the question of, have you had any issues with them in the past year? And then right. also rank them on a quality of one through 10. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, to tell you the truth, um, we have had uh, some of the alliances who have ranked very, very low, and people said we've got to get rid of these people, and we've kicked them out of the program. Okay. Um, this, this has, this has uh, been the tool that we use to say, hey, um, you know, we get together, I get together with, with the director of production, Daniel, and say, hey, um, this alliance here ranked really, really low, and here's the three different problems. And these people, say, three people right here, say they don't ever want to work with them again. I say we get rid of them. Um, okay. And uh, you know, I'll say that you know, every year um, there's one or two that get out of the pro out of here, so that we don't use anymore. Based on the this survey, on the one to ten ranking, where does it? What number grabs your attention? If if a if an alliance gets a, an eight, do, do you jump into action or do they have to be at a five before you jump into action? Um, I, I want to see five and below. Okay. Know, before I, you know, if it's, if it's five-ish, I'll, I'll go over and talk to the project manager and say, you know, is, what's the problem here? You know, and, oh, you know, he didn't show up on time last week. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. <laughs> you know, this is a consistent problem. Um, uh, or is there, is there something, is there a big red flag coming here where we got to go ahead and bring on another electrician because this electrician is not going to be here in six months and I've got to go ahead and, you know, be able to go ahead and produce jobs. Uh, and if we're not going to be able to use this electrician anymore, I've got to find another one right, right now. Um, now is your form, is your form uh, progressive in the sense that quarter to quarter you can see how somebody's doing so that, like if somebody ranks a five this quarter, then the next quarter you can see they went up to a six or a seven or went down or anything like that. I wish I was that fancy, Tim, but <laughs> no, I'm I'm not that fancy. Okay. Um, um, I, it's it's more of a um, a, a um, spot on this, you know, okay. at, at the moment. Um, how okay. are they doing? Um, and how did they do this past quarter? Um, and had they, uh, is there anything? Is there anything that I've got to zero in on? What I use okay. this for is there is there any big problems that I've got to go ahead and zero in on? It's um, more it's more of a spot check right then what's going on right now. I that's cool. Yeah. I'm just kind of looking at this thing, trying to ask some questions that our listeners might might be into. So, how do you share this with your trades? Do they get positive feedback as well as the negative, or is it mostly if I see a problem, I I share it with my trades. Now we have a yearly alliance meeting um, and bring them in um, all everybody to one meeting. Um, and we did that this past April um, and we shared the results up on the screen, you know, at a broad level, we didn't go up and say ABC, HBAC <laughs> sucked last quarter, but this <laughs> quarter they look better. You know, um, <laughs> What we did was we shared on a broad level um, the results of our survey. Um, and I individually, I'll pick up the phone and call Mike and say, hey, Mike, uh, just, you know, I got our results back on, on that 
on the sur survey recently that we conducted, he said, what survey? I said, well, I know you weren't on it. We, <laughs> we, you know, we surveyed and uh, you, uh, you're just doing a terrific job for me or, uh -huh. or Al, you know, Al, you're doing just a fantastic, terrific job for us. We really, really appreciate it. What can we do for you? I always ask them also, what can we do for you? Because um, it's an alliance. It's a, it's a two-way street. You know? so, it's not only us, but it, but um, sometimes they need our help. Also. Yeah, that was the other sort of question that I had was, are you, do you do anything where you allow them to, to uh, evaluate your project managers for their responsiveness or their work for the company or? No, we don't send out um, a survey. I saw that question when, when you were doing it and um, it's, it's something that uh, we've talked about doing, but I've, I've not done yet. I was sending out a survey and having them rank us. Um, I get enough phone calls um, from our alliance partners of, you know, or emails. Um, I can tell, you know, which which project manager needs a little bit of uh, tender, loving care, attention, support. <laughs> you know, our, 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 I think our biggest challenge with our uh, alliances is scheduling. Okay. Um, and the, because the number of jobs that we have going on at any one time um, and the demand for um, the alliances, I've got to make sure that we have enough alliances in the pool um, so that uh, scheduling doesn't become an issue because um, you don't want to have you know, Tom pick up the phone and call and, and the electrician says, hey, I can't get to your job because I'm on five other case jobs for about six weeks. Um, that, that just doesn't fly around here. Yeah. So, uh, Joe, do you have – so the – Contractors that are listening, you know, they range. And I know you guys have a lot of large projects. It's a big company. But if it's a smaller company, you know, they're doing kitchens, baths, 20,000, 30,000, up to, you know, around that range. Um, is there a certain and, – and, you know, they're always establishing the alliances with, you know, subcontractors. What is uh, – is there a period of time that you'll wait until you start to have the evaluations? Is it something that you – tell them right away how can somebody who really relies on you know those one two three plumber electrician in the early days of their business or, or a smaller business is there a certain period of time or, or how do you let them know that this will happen i, I do it right up front right um, up front you, you're talking Most about times. when i when i bring on a new uh, alliance yes is that, yeah right up yeah, front. when i bring on a new alliance um we have a uh a well, similar to bringing on a new employee, okay, like okay. I said at the beginning, um, bring on a new employee, you do a 90-day evaluation, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'll bring on a new alliance, and um, what I try to do is, um, since we are a big, huge machine here, um, when I bring on a new alliance, I try to give them to just one or two PMs, um, which is because... Back in when I started doing this 20 years ago, we bring on a new alliance and we give them to all the PMs at once, and they drown. Yeah, they absolutely, right. They, and they fail because they just get overwhelmed with, you know, nine project managers calling them at the same time, wanting them to do their job. So when I bring on somebody new, you know, like I just brought on a new framing uh, alliance, um, probably about two three months ago. Um, and I just gave them to 1 p.m. And then it came, became from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. Um, and I find that the success rate in doing it that way um, is much greater than 
bringing them on and dumping them into multiple jobs. So it's kind of like a small company um, where, you know, you're bringing them in and just having them work with one to two PMs doing um, a, a few jobs instead of a lot of jobs. Um, and then I'll go and say, hey, Stefan, how did that new, how is that new framework working? My God, oh, he's great. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a keeper. I want, I want to keep him, you know. Okay, well, I'm going to open him up to one more PM. See how he does. Yeah. Okay. And 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 grow him small that way. And I guess if um, I as I play it over in my head, you know, I had established really great relationships with our uh, subs, vendors, alliances. Um, and I guess if I'm introducing this to position it correctly, so that it it really is a win-win for both. That I can position it in a way that you know, for me, I you know, I would. I'm just playing it over that I would introduce it to them. that We would have evaluations and they would go, huh, what? Now we're being evaluated, you know, that type of attitude, I guess, just, you know, kind of outline how you would for a smaller company, how they would kind of introduce that to an existing relationship. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just tell them, you know, we're, we, we have, you know, one, two, three PMs out there. Um, or one, two, three salespeople. Um, and um, we just want to make sure that we're meeting your needs and you're meeting our needs. Yeah. Um, and that it's a win-win um, that we can grow, help you grow your company as well as you can help us grow ours. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you want to be successful out there. Yeah. Don't you, Steve? I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't want to, um, and sometimes you're sending out employees who you don't know what's going on, like the painting subcontractor oh, who yeah. didn't know that his guys weren't wiping down the walls. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, you know you want to you want to know those things because it costs you money too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. So kind of a little bit off topic, but I'm just kind of one of the things you mentioned kind of spurred my mind. One of the things that uh, many of the production managers in our roundtables struggle with is onboarding new subs before it's too late. And, uh, you know, in other words, they got one sub, let's take plumbing, for example, and they say, hey, we've got six more jobs coming up. Can you handle them? And, of course, there's no sub in the world that's going to say, no, find somebody else. They're all going to say, yeah. So I'm just kind of curious, and I don't know if we can do the math fast enough, but can you – Give us any idea of how many, like, for example, a plumber, electrician, HVAC, those seem to be the basics. How many you need to have on staff or on in your alliance based on the number of jobs that you're going to be doing? Do you have any kind of ratio that you can think of? Good question. It depends on the size of the company. Um, It depends on the size of the electrical company. If the electrical company has... um, has 10 electricians, um, it's, it's going to be easier to give them a lot more work. Um, yeah. But if I've got if I've got a plumbing company like ABC Plumbing, um, and and it's the owner out there who is soldering pipe and doing the estimating and everything like that, I know that he can only handle a couple jobs um, at one time or right. two or three jobs at one time, um, and then things are going to implode. So I've got to yeah. go ahead and make sure that I have more plumbers on staff. Our company believe it or not, tends to like to work with smaller um, alliances. I think that's true for most people in the country. It is. It is. Um, It's, you know, uh, everybody thinks that uh, case design remodeling, you know, we're a big company and we like to work with these big, huge 
um, you know, uh, plumbers and plumbing companies who've, who've like Masters Plumbing, who's got you know 30 plumbers on the road. It, we we get better results um, from these smaller companies. Um, so we have more smaller companies on stat on, you know, on board. Um, so what then, kinds you know, of what, something were to happen with uh, ABC Plumbing, and I'm just saying we don't have ABC Plumbing. Right, so if right. Something were to happen with ABC Plumbing where they couldn't get to it, then we could go to the next plumbing company and, and work with them also. So um, as we as we managers, go ahead, go ahead, Joe. The project managers um, develop a relationship with right. the um, alliances. Um, and um, they tend to work more with a one certain alliance than right. working with others. And I assume they get to choose pretty much. Oh, the, the project manager chooses the alliance. It doesn't matter what yep. the salesperson has yep. sold. The project manager is the final say on what alliances are used. And Joe, right. I don't know if this is the case, but do you ever get feedback from the smaller companies that say, hey, thank you for that because it shined a light on a certain employee because I would have certain cases where, you know, I wanted Mike, but don't send me Tom, you know, if, <laughs> you know on certain jobs. Absolutely. I knew where yeah, I we, needed we, certain guides in certain places. We, so, yeah, go ahead. We, we've had that on a number of occasions. I bet. Um, on, on one of our tile companies, we said, we do not want um, Armando on this job anymore. Okay. Yeah. Do not send him anymore. Well, Armando's not with the company anymore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so I guess yeah. as we're starting to wrap up here, Joe, any any like uh, lessons learned in this process for for you guys at Case? Just uh, maybe a, a great story about a uh, some great reaction that you had, or maybe some lesson that you learned through doing this. What, in other words, if I'm a company, I mean, I, I'm not going to be as big as you guys are. I'm, let's say I'm doing two or $3 million worth of work. Why should I start doing these evaluations? I think as a consultant for this business, I think it's huge. That's why we've got you on here talking about it. But I, I think if you're doing two, $3 million worth of work and you're not doing these evaluations, then, then you don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, two, $3 million worth of work we, we, here at case, you might think that, you know, just because we do $35 million worth of work a year, we're, we're, we're big. Um, but break that down between nine PMs plus the Fred division. Okay. Each project manager is doing two, $3 million worth of work right. a year. Okay. So right. each project manager is a little remodeling company. Okay. Right. So, um, and, uh, if you don't know what the subcontractors are, you know, you might think that they're doing great, but the the salespeople don't want to ever sell to these guys again. They're not, they're not getting back to them with numbers or the numbers are going up or, um, you know, they're not washing down the walls or they're not cleaning <laughs> up after themselves um, or, um, you know, a whole number of different things. Um, another thing that we, we didn't get into, which I'm going to go ahead and, and, and touch on just for one second about uh, alliances is you got to make sure you've got insurance. Okay. All right. Um, yep. We, we hear um, uh, check their insurance every week, okay? Um, you can check it. We keep an Excel spreadsheet, okay? And if their insurance has expired, they do not get the check, okay? How do you do it? How do you do it every week? Everybody out there in podcast lands going like, <laughs> how do you do that every week? That's, it's very simple. Very, very simple. Okay. You have a certificate of insurance, right? For Tim Fowler remodeling. Okay. And it has an expiration date. You put it into an Excel spreadsheet. 
okay? And I see what the expiration date is, okay? If you've not sent me an updated certificate of insurance, Tim, okay, I've got a, I've got a $3,500 check here that you're not getting until I get <laughs> your certificate of insurance, okay? okay. You'll be right. amazed how quickly people will get your certificate of insurance. Um, and make sure that your company is additionally insured as well, okay? Okay. Um, not only being a certificate holder, make sure you're covering yourself and that your your company is additionally insured and that you're checking that insurance, okay? That's, that's key, key, key. I, so, I can tell you some more stories about not having insurance on alliances, <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, we don't we don't need to go there. Yeah. So one last question for me, and I know Steve's got something for you, but do you feel like the evaluation, the fact that you're doing the evaluation, it drives your alliances to be better performers? Uh, I don't know if it drives them to be better performers. They're aware that we're yeah. doing this. Okay. okay. Uh, that they're they're aware that there's a report card. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know if it, it, it per se drives them. What it does is, um, it's a win for us in that we know, um, who's performing to our standards, um, and who's not. Okay. So cool. we want, we want to keep our standards up. So it, it helps us in our performance. And I don't know who said it, but, uh, is there a way that you can manage any type of price creep? Is that a part of all of this that you keep tabs on, on any type of increase that's happening? Um, that would be a good Dave Exton question. He, he's our estimator okay. and, and uh, takes care of that. Um, we do have uh, one of the things that we've done is we've sent out our estimating sheet to all of our alliances and asked them to look at it and make sure that our prices are good. Um, we were less than 1% off last year in our wow. estimates. Great. Right. Um, uh, so uh, we were we were tight right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been fantastic, and I just want to say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're not evaluating your trade subcontractors in any kind of regular, formal way, you need to start doing it. And I don't care whether you call them alliances or trade partners or what. Just start evaluating so you know that you're getting the best you can from them. So thank you so much, Joe, for being with us. This has been fantastic. Joe, thanks a lot. My pleasure, Tim. Tim, that was another fantastic episode. One thing I took from it is the, well, you said right in the beginning, words mean things. I do love the thought of the alliance. I think it's really important to position people in a certain way. Uh, The way you view employees, the way you view vendors, subcontractors, now alliances, whatever it is. But I think it also um, shares a bit of respect as we're all in this to put together a project on time, on budget, happy client, we're all a part of this team. And then, um, you know, one last thing, I think it's uh, just any, like you said, right at the very end, it's just, you know, I have hindsight a lot doing this podcast. <laughs> it's, a part, it's a gift. That me occurs, too. Me right? too. <laughs> so, you know, I just look back and, you know, if I just had some sort of mechanism to really, you know, I think it just opens talking points and helps both people grow. And it's just very important, no matter the size of the company. And I'm I'm uh, happy that Joe kept uh, kind of echoing that, you know, they are a big machine. But really, you know, it, this is across the board, no matter the size of the company. Yeah, I thought it was great that they had a number of different people evaluating their alliances. They had the 
project developers, the salespeople, the designers, the project managers, all of them had a say in the, in the evaluation of the, of the alliance. And uh, I think that's a great idea because we can get a little jaded, like he suggested, like 1 p.m. said, well, they didn't show up last week when they were supposed to. Okay, you know, boo on them, but everybody else said they're 100s, you know, so yeah. they, get a, they get a good score anyway. So I think that's one of the things that's uh, really, really important. One of the things, again, that kind of slid by was the idea that they onboard their alliances very much like a new employee. And again, hindsight, I mean, I remember bringing subs in and it's like, hey, go out to that job and and do your work. And, you know, sure, we got the insurance certificate. Everybody does that. But But we never had the conversations about quality control, customer service, dust protection, none of that stuff. And then we dealt with problems reactively versus proactively. And and again, Joe mentioned something and I wrote down on my pad, proactive versus reactive. And I think they're trying to catch problems proactively versus reactively. Yeah, it's great. Well, once again, we would like to thank Joe Dival for joining us today. And we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. And remember... At the Tim Fowler Show, we are working very hard to eliminate that nasty phrase from your vocabulary, it is what it is. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.